thank you for joining us on Socialist Tuesday, where you'll hear from the Socialist team. Socialist, a sewing blog for everyone. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Let's welcome back the socialist fit guru Gabby Brown of the Dear Gabby series. You'll know Gabby as the socialist technical fashion designer and fit specialist. Gabby, thanks for coming back on Socialist Tuesday for the podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back on So Organized Style. Pleasure always. Now today we're looking at a post that you've already written on the Socialist blog. Yes, the PDF patterns. And it's an interesting read because you've been in the commercial world and coming out of there, your experience of PDF patterns is really that of a newbie, but with commercial experience. That's a great way to put that. That is absolutely right. Could you give our listeners an idea of how this came about and then we'll look at what your wish list is? Sure, absolutely. So this came about because I was looking at ways to, you know, when you're getting back into home sewing and sewing for yourself, I had spent hours in fabric stores with my mom as a kid, looking through the big catalog books and, you know, filing through the drawers to pick out the patterns that we wanted to make. So I'm very familiar with, you know, a tissue pattern out of the envelope, but PDF patterns were a whole new world for me. However, the draw of them is you don't have to go to the store. You don't have to look through a drawer. And there's all these new indie designers, new to me anyway, because I'm, you know, just entering the scene after, you know, a couple of years rather than people who've been sewing in the indie scene for, you know, a decade or so. So there's all this new stuff that I didn't even know about. And PDF patterns, you just print them at home and then tape them together and go. So if you have a stash, you don't have to waste any time. You could start at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night if you really wanted to. So the draw of that for me is immense because I have two small kids, husband who's working from home. We're in a pandemic. The whole thing started pre this, but the draw got greater as the need became greater. But as I was doing it, I just was thinking to myself, you know, cutting and taping, cutting and taping, and looking at the way that these PDFs had been packaged for sale and thinking there has to be a better way to do this. And it's really just about optimizing the experience. So for me, a lot of this was cataloging what I didn't like about it, the whole thing first, and then thinking about what I would change on the other end if I were the pattern designer. So yeah, so that's where I'm coming from. And hence your wish list. Yes. So that's the wish list. So there's a couple of posts in the PDF pattern world now. One was the original well, let's talk about this, everybody. What's going on? What do you guys all think? And then I got a ton, a ton of feedback from people who were all saying, 
same things as me or bringing up whole new issues based on different companies that they had worked with or experiences that they had had in the past that I hadn't thought about. And it was really so fascinating because if you think about it, and this is even true just for indie patterns in total, and kind of if you think about how ready-to-wear is changing in pandemic world and the death of all of these companies going bankrupt and everything is changing. Everybody wants to be sustainable. Everybody wants to be, you know, thinking about how are we going to treat our world better? And so really, you know, PDF patterns is the wild west of patterns for me, mostly because there are so many different things that you could do with them. The technology is all there. We just have to harness it and figure out what works. There are so many cool things to do, but then also in terms of a tissue pattern layout, the same applies. Like we don't have to follow big four rules anymore, especially now that there are all these new sizing conversations coming to light about gender neutrality or plus sizing, special sizes. How do you incorporate those things? Smaller grading groups. You don't have to have the pattern layouts always follow the same format. Now is really kind of the time to embrace change, I think. And you're right there. What's happening around us is changing. So we've got to try and make the most of what is accessible to us, Mm -hmm. especially if you're at home. Mm -hmm. So finding a better way or improving what's available, that conversation is getting louder. I hope so. I really do. Because I think there was a lot of feedback that I got from the posts that was, I live in a faraway part of the world and PDF patterns are accessible to me. This is how I sew. I can't get to a fabric store. I can't get to a place where I can easily have shipping on things or, you know, whatever the case may be. So if that's the case, my ultimate wish list item would be for pattern companies to be thinking about that customer and how do you customize their experience to make it the best possible for them. That would be not printing in color because color printing is expensive. How do you minimize paper waste? How do you minimize cutting and taping? Are things offered in copy shop formats always? Is there always an option to offer different size layers to turn things on and off? So simple things like that. But then also one of the biggest things that I have been thinking about in my own experience was even when I had done like a single size layer, just printed the single size layer, it had not been laid out on the paper in a way that made sense to utilize the least amount of paper waste. It was as if somebody had just sold me a layer rather than the entire file and allowed me to do that. So, you know, you're thinking about all these things. And so you're paying for, you're on the pattern company side of things. You're paying for file storage and you're paying for whatever the fees are to email those files out to people or whatever the licenses that they grant. But it's very different from printing costs. It's much less expensive. So putting in more work on the back end can only pay off more on the front end, I feel for them. So there's a lot of opportunity to be had. When you're at home, you're not a company, you have limited resources Mm -hmm. and you might have limited access to good quality printing as well. Yes. So there's some of the things that I suppose, uh, you know, the indie pattern companies should consider when it comes to the development of their PDF patterns. Right. And I understand that a lot of those companies are very small, but they're also operating in a way that has already been set up, Mm. right? Like here's the silo of how we operate as a company. We have to make paper patterns. They have to have an envelope. This is the way the PDFs are set up. Generally speaking, for the most part, they usually follow the paper pattern layout. They're not different from that to the PDF. 
although they can be and really they should be, if somebody's printing at home, the format is totally different. So I understand that they're coming from it from a much smaller place, but if you were able to come in at the ground floor and think about those things to begin with, especially if you were only offering PDF patterns, I feel like there's a huge white space in the market that somebody coming in could really make a killing on this because think about it, if you have a great PDF pattern experience, you're going to keep going back to that company over and over again. And I feel like for the most part, people that I talk to, other than the we love PDF patterns for the accessibility factor, we're saying PDF patterns are a pain in the, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we use them because there is an accessibility factor. Exactly. What else did you have on your wish list when it comes to PDF patterns? Ah, oh, gosh, there was a whole bunch of stuff. One of the things that I wanted at the very, very beginning was I was hoping that people would bundle things by the view of the style that they were selling. I don't want to have to buy two shirts and a dress if I'm only planning on making the one shirt. I'd rather pay five to seven dollars for the one style itself rather than all three. And then when I print it, if you can't turn off layers or if everything prints all together, having to print out pieces from a dress or different sleeves that I don't need in order to get the one thing that I do. And then following that same kind of vein, if I have to buy all the views, give me different files for the pieces. For example, here are all the sleeve pieces, here are all the body pieces, here are all the cuffs and collars and whatnot. So that way I have the option to print out what I need. Some companies list out what page numbers you need to print out certain views. Some companies don't at all, and it can be very frustrating trying to navigate between all of them if you're used to one way of working. But this, again, is why I say it's the Wild West of pattern making is because there are no standards set up. It's mostly just people wanting to follow what Big Four has already been doing in their own graphically designed kind of way, which there's nothing wrong with. But if you can make it better, let's make it better. Hmm. Did you find that putting the pieces together that you've printed I'm always questioning the accuracy of what I'm doing when I'm taping them together. The measuring bit is hard, especially because you usually there's like a, a square that prints that tells you the scale. But if your printer is at all anything like mine, which is fairly old and crappy, maybe the calibration can get messed up halfway through the printing. Maybe it stops printing halfway through and you have to restart it. And then it's not quite right when you finish the print job. So yeah, measuring the patterns is hard. And a lot of companies, because they don't want people to steal their intellectual property, will lock the PDF files, which, okay, I totally understand. However, you're selling a pattern. So if somebody really wanted to, they could, you know, rescan it in or remeasure it. I, I get why, but offering the ability to measure the pattern on screen before printing out a size would be chef's kiss. Then you're really getting the accuracy of the pattern. You don't have to email the pattern company and say, hey, do you mind? Can you let me know the cross shoulder on sizes XYZ so I know which size to cut? As I say this, another huge thing that came up was, and this I think is true just in general for patterns, placements. So bust, waist, hip markings. Yes. In addition to length and shorten lines, a bunch of people do length and shorten, but I can only tell a certain amount about where those bust waist and hip placements are based on the height measurement of the model drafted for. You know, a lot of them say this was drafted for someone five foot six or whatever it is. And I can, looking at the pattern, generally see, okay, well, if the armhole is here, I'm guessing the bust is here. 
And apex to apex is probably around, you know, seven inches. And I'm guessing the waist placement is here, but I'm guessing those things because I'm used to seeing patterns drafted for those special measurements and somebody coming in as a newbie, they might not know that. So for them, having those things marked is so important. And the ability to layer those PDFs means there's no excuse. Why can't you have a measurement layer for each size that you can then turn on and off? And that could include things like your basic across shoulder measurement, your basic bicep measurements, your basic whatever on that measurement layer in addition to your placements. And then you can just turn it off if you don't want that to print. Because that's one less muslin to do and then try and figure that out for yourself. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And chances are that the pattern maker is able to take super accurate measurements because they're measuring it in their computer program. So it's very different from even just I'm printing it out and then I'm measuring with a ruler. So having those initial measurements that the pattern maker has done would be so valuable. Yeah, those are the big picture wish list things. (laughs) So listeners, go back to the socialist blog post that Gabby's written, both her original one on PDF patterns with her wish list And then have a look at what everyone else commented on, where they either agreed or they added more wish list ideas around making PDF patterns more useful to us all. And then one last thing, actually, I just was looking at my notes and I wanted to mention this. No waste patterns. There are a couple companies that offer these and one of them caught my eye very, very recently. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because the pattern itself is engineered in such a smart way. So it's a company called, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly, Tisuni. Have you heard about this? No. T-I-S-S-U-N-I. And it is either one or several professional pattern makers and sewers from, you know, House of Chanel and all these like high-end couture brands who came together and said, wouldn't it be great if we could, you know, make this no-waste pattern? So there's one pattern so far. It's a no-waste dress. The reason I bring it up is because the way that they've printed the pattern is so ingenious. It is alpha-sized. So there's a small one and a large. So there's not a ton of sizing variation. There can't necessarily be because of the way that the pattern is. But if you think about it as a copy shop pattern, the entire sheet of paper matches to your one meter of fabric and the width that they dictate. And then there is the smallest amount of paper wastage that you have ever seen. It is so cool. And it was really striking to me that they were considering not only the paper wastage as well as the fabric wastage when they're talking about the zero waste pattern. And the way that they had put all the shapes together on the piece of paper made perfect sense. So if you have a chance to look it up, it is really, really cool. So the name of that company is? Tisuni. Tisuni. Right. So that's another one to have a look at. On all of your blog posts, you have a myriad of really good references that we can always go to and get more information from. And I think that's one of the beauties around the research that you do. You give us direct links to other places that have the information that is really useful for us as home sewers. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you like it. Sometimes I'm like, oh God, this post has like 15 links. This is too much. But I suppose if you have a cup of tea and a good hour and a half at night, you can click through every single one and see what's what. It's worthwhile going to those links. You might have a baseline of knowledge when it comes to sewing and patterns. Mm -hmm. And it's always worth your while to have a look at more information to build on that body of knowledge that you already have. 
Right. And I feel like, especially in the home sewing world, it can become so insular. It's really nice to have outside influences, especially from places like couture shows or fashion week or whatever. And, you know, I know some people look at that stuff, but I, I do all the time because I find it so inspiring. Yeah, even just having a little pepper of that kind of stuff is interesting. It is. Thanks again, Gabby, for talking us through the blog post that you've just done on PDF patterns. They're the patterns that we use and buy, and it's really great to hear that the wish list that you created were the sort of things that other people were interested in as well. Yes, absolutely. This was a really fulfilling, really fulfilling blog post. I knew I wasn't the only one thinking about this kind of stuff. So (laughs) thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Oh, anytime, Gabby. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. This episode of Style Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, for the Socialist Team, with permission of Gabby Brown, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Style Podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and from all good podcast apps. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.